Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Building a New Network for the Multi-Cloud Era. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations at IDG, and I'll be your moderator for today's episode, Evolving Your Network, the Financial and Operational Realities. I'm joined today by Ian Rutherford, Vice President of IT Transformation at Cisco. Welcome, Ian. Hi, Barbara, and thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. So we've been talking about some of the challenges of multi-cloud. Today we'll continue that and start to talk about some of the solutions. So Cisco has painted a picture of the typical financial situation associated with the enterprise network, and I'd like to share that. Legacy networks use fixed capacity, fixed route, private network to link locations and users to data center resident applications, control access to the internet, and centralized security. In this model, the majority, over 80% of the annual spend, is associated with the operation of that infrastructure. At the same time, budgets are being squeezed and CXOs find themselves unable to fund new differentiated services demanded by the business. One approach to drive cost savings is by renegotiating supplier rates. This has short-term value, but doesn't really yield material difference in delivering the desired higher capacity and performance. The reality is, as cloud service demand grows, circuit and operational costs increase. So Ian, here's my first question. Isn't it cheaper to do nothing or just make incremental changes? Uh, Well, Barbara, I think it would sort of appear on the surface to be the obvious sort of conclusion to reach is just just do nothing and keep the costs as they are, renegotiate contracts, as you mentioned before, with suppliers, and, and you can get costs down, or do very little incremental change. But I think the reality is, is when you actually look at it, especially with the impact of multi-cloud, things are changing, whether you like it or not, and your expenses are going to go up. And doing nothing is going to get more expensive as time goes on. And actually, with the incremental changes, I, I actually think about it, and I, I actually call it, it's almost like good money after bad, right? Because you're making incremental changes, so you're spending money on things that don't actually deliver the outcomes that you were looking for when you invested in the changes in the network that you wanted to, to achieve multi-clouds, such as uh, being software-defined. So, yeah, let me let me give you a couple of examples with that. So... Every time you add a, a, um, a software as a service provider, such as your, you know, your Salesforce.com or Office 365, for example, every time you do that, you're adding not just more workload and complexity onto your operational side, but you're, you're also actually putting new circuits in place. And if you're a multinational company, that could end up being tens of thousands of dollars per month as you connect in each of those those SaaS providers to the different European, US, and Southeast Asian global locations. So that complexity goes up. And just to give you a, another example with technical debt, every time stuff goes out of support or goes into support models that are more expensive, the cost of supporting it will go up too, not just in terms of maintenance, but is also in terms of the people that are required to support it. So the reality is, staying the same or doing nothing, the cost always goes up. At the same time, though, IT is also facing another issue, which is declining IT budgets. And IDG has seen this in our research as well. So can you explain this a little bit to our listeners? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, 
again, it's this good money after bad, right? So, you know, what we're seeing is uh, historic uh, year-on-year declines in budgets, both uh, in terms of absolute budget. So we're seeing the overall budget coming down. But we're also seeing, especially in the network area, the percentage of the spend that's allocated towards that infrastructure is going down. So it's actually a bit of a double whammy. You're getting hit from both sides in terms of reduced spend. And the the area which gets the most sort of scrutiny and, and impact is around capital or capex, because it's not able to keep up to date with assets as they go out of out of date. And we see at the moment typically no more than 20% of the budget's being spent on CapEx. In some cases, that's down near 10 to 12%, which is a very small amount to actually use to increment change. And at the same time, surprise, surprise, we're seeing technical debt increasing. In some cases, as much as 45% of estates are actually running on out-of-date infrastructure that's not actually capable of supporting any of the things that you want to have to support that multi-cloud world. So that is definitely a a huge pressure point for for a lot of our customers. And every time we have technical debt growing, we're seeing functional gaps, we're seeing project drift, because CapEx is not just about technology spend, it's also about project spend. So projects slip and benefits get delayed. Okay, thank you. Before we continue, I'd like to take a short break and say a few words about our sponsor, Cisco. Multi-cloud and the acceleration of applications and services represent a significant challenge for CXOs and IT professionals. But using the Cisco Performance IT approach, you can evolve your network for the future while navigating the economic realities of your organization. Contact your Cisco account manager today to learn more. Now back to our show. So we've been talking about financial challenges, but I'd also like to talk about operational challenges. As Cisco explains, one of the key features of a legacy network with a high or growing technical debt is a high variation of configurations and a high number and volume of configurations. In fact, Cisco's research shows that most legacy environments have over 100 active configurations in production for the network and a variable level of control over patches and upgrades with over 90% of changes being configured manually. Not only does this increase workloads, it increases the time to troubleshoot and remedy errors. The large volume of legacy rules in place adds to the complexity of change and incident management. Every SaaS provider added to the network creates a workload around security. So Ian, my question here is, what are the challenges associated with IT operations supported by fixed capacity workforce model? So, so let's um, talk about fixed, what we mean by fixed capacity workforce in the first place, because some customers will have their own staff and that staff will be in, in-house. So that's a fairly straightforward way of looking at capacity. In other cases, customers will use third parties, providers to provide those services for them, and they they may have that on a sort of fixed monthly fee. But even in those cases, behind those outsourced or managed service operations are staff, and a large proportion of what those costs are made up of are from, from staff from an operational perspective. And when we look at fixed capacity, 
that from particularly from a workforce perspective it falls into two areas one is operations so the actual business as usual of keeping the lights on day to day which as you mentioned is uh, typically sort of 90% of the work that gets done 90% of those changes are made manually they really struggle as a result of that to keep standards compliance and completeness so and by that i mean making sure that a change is replicated across all of those different configurations that are in production in the network so that's that's a, a very slow and cumbersome way of implementing change and keeping operations running but the other area which often doesn't get looked at and we've seen with a number of customers that the biggest constraint to change is around projects and because capital expense is is often made up of project spend as well as technology those projects are underpinned by a fixed workforce and a fixed cost because that is what's been budgeted for and as a result those projects are built based on a capacity as opposed to just getting it done as fast as possible and if that capacity is reduced or is constrained those projects can take much much longer to get completed and the way it manifests itself is a the work doesn't get done as fast as it should do we have some customers use use sort of phrases of you know we we always start things but we never get done and that's largely due to that fixed capacity problem that they have they simply can't scale to the peak of change but also from a financial perspective when we when we look at the business cases associated with delays or or extending that type of project work we've seen even a sort of 3 to 6 month delay in a, getting a project done impacting the bottom line of a project by 5 7 million dollars just through delays from getting finished so there's a there's an impact to the money there's an impact to the ability to deliver to the the business the uh, the capability they're looking for but also it's an impact to how they operate and how they change their operations. Thanks Ian, that was great and thank you for your insights. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. Be sure to join us for episode number 3 where we'll explore self-funding your network transformation. For IDG and Cisco, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications in association with its sponsor Cisco.